Hey everybody, I'm excited to talk to you this week. This week, something really cool happened. Uh, When I was studying the material that I wanted to bring to you, which as you know, I've been reading the book The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. I've been going back to the books that started my spiritual journey and looking at them and trying to re-articulate them here in the podcast and make them as tangible and, and practical and understandable as possible because sometimes these concepts get a little heavy and, and, and it's hard to kind of extract them out of the, the, the fabric of the self-help book into how does this translate into my day-to-day life. And I've been doing that with the book right now, the very first book that changed my world, which was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And with that, committing to what Deepak Chopra has been encouraging us to do for years, which is meditate 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes at night. So the combination of these two experiences came together this week in a way that I want to share with you and I think is going to be uh, inspirational for those of you who are also on the same journey, who are engaged and excited about this conversation. This conversation has been four weeks now as I first asked the question, what is spirituality and why does it matter to you? That episode was important, I thought, because many of us bring religious wounds uh, to the table. Many of us have been cut off from the idea of spirituality and religion in general. Sometimes we see the hypocrisy of the church and it's distasteful and we don't want to go back. Sometimes we see the inconsistencies and hypocrisy in even modern spirituality. Sometimes we're just simply turned off on spirituality because it just sounds so woo-woo and all it is these days is this sort of designer spirituality that is sort of this self-help, you know, you-go-girl meme uh, that kind of suggests self-love but doesn't really go deeply into what enlightenment is and what beingness is. Um, So there's not a lot available to us out in the world, and the world becomes increasingly secularized uh, in a way that to have a conversation about spirituality is, 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 is not a trending topic on any social media platform, truthfully. It is quite the niche, but you're here and you're curious about it. And because of your curiosity, because of my curiosity, we share that in common. I wanted to probe a little bit and say, why does it matter to you? Because in spirituality, honestly, if it doesn't make a practical, tangible difference in your life, if I'm not experiencing a greater sense of health, a greater vitality, greater energy, if I'm not experiencing uh, more of a flow of support and supply, even in the terms of money uh, or in the terms of love, or in the terms of just good feeling opportunities or whatever, uh, then then I'm not doing the work because spirituality is measurable. You can see by the results of your life that what you're doing is or is not working. And so spirituality is something that I believe is measurable. It's tangible. It's practical. It makes our life better. And this is something that I never really saw a lot in the church growing up in uh, in a fundamental Baptist church. Uh, most of the believers, they are very, um, we're very, very passionate about our beliefs, um, our theology, our system of beliefs. But within that system of beliefs, there wasn't a lot of looking inward. There was no sort of thoughtful reflection back on what are my beliefs? What am I carrying into the day? What what are the thoughts that I'm carrying into the day? What's the energy? How am I being responsible for the quality of my life, the quality of my health, the quality of my finances, the quality of my relationships, right? So spirituality, in my opinion, supposed to increase the quality 
of that. We want a quality life, right? And so we began to talk about enlightenment, and we find that many spiritual gurus tell us that the beginning of our journey towards enlightenment begins with the disidentification with the mind. Most of us in society are a slave to the mind. We are compulsive thinkers who are used by the mind. We do not know how to use the mind without the mind using us. Constantly a loop in thinking about the past, thinking about the future, thinking about conflict resolve, problem solution, and it all points to what we discussed last week, which is the egoic identification with the mind and how to be free from that. It was a great episode last week and it really helped me. I hope it helps you as well to understand what is identification with the mind. What does that really look like? Because we all have to go to our nine to fives. We all have to problem solve We all have to conflict solution ourselves through the eight hours, Monday through Friday. And then we do that in our personal life on the weekends. Uh, what, What is identification with the mind? What do we really talk about? Please go back and listen to last week's episode if you haven't, because it makes it clear and it's very, very important. But today we get to talk about a topic that brings a lot of really great 80s songs to mind, like... You got me feeling emotions Or I got so emotional, baby Or, um, show some emotion Oh, open, oh, open your heart That was Celine Dion song, remember that one? (laughs) Emotions, emotions, emotions. We have spent four weeks talking about identification with the mind, the mental crazy, the monkey mind, being enslaved to the mind, being a compulsive thinker, being obsessed with the past, thoughts of the future, problem solution, conflict resolve, all the stuff that keeps us from our beingness, that keeps us from finding the gap between thoughts, the space between thoughts, the gateway into beingness. Well, now we get to talk about emotions. Now we get to talk about how do we have the conversation about the emotions that run away with us and keep us from that beingness, that enlightenment that we're after. So what are emotions? Emotions are your body's reaction to the mind. So you're at work, your boss corners you, you know, you feel attacked, your your body begins to feel that emotion, right? Or maybe you're home and, and your spouse and you have a tiff and, 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 and you kind of carry that emotion through the day. Or family members, all of us deal with family members that, that, that leave us in a state of emotion. If we're living life, we're going to inevitably run into people who, because of our identification with our own likes and our own dislikes, our own judgments, uh, our own interpretation of things, uh, when someone rubs up against them, we're going to feel things. That could be a family member, that can be a boss, that can be a spouse, but it's going to cause a reaction in the body. Even so, there are a lot of people who aren't aware of how they feel. Uh, There are friends of mine who, who I'm not sure that they're ever really aware of their emotions. So if you're one of these people who, yeah, you're on board, we're having this conversation, emotions, body, mind, yes, okay, the identification with emotions is what we're talking about. We want to be able to to observe the emotions, to become the watcher of the emotions and not identify with emotions, just like we've been talking about with the mind and the mental, mental activity that runs away with us. If you're someone who doesn't feel emotion, who doesn't know how you're feeling and you guys, there's 
more than you realize out there people who literally just cruising through the day and they aren't aware of their emotions um, there's there's some ways that you can sort of get a closer look on this right so first of all how is it manifesting in your body because emotions will always find an expression through the physical body our biochemistry changes based on the the mind activity and especially if we feel attacked if we feel threatened if there's fear involved there's a constriction of the body the body begins to over time take on that mental fixation and express it in a physical condition so uh, what are your knees like what are your hips like what is your heart like skin where are the disorders what's going on in your physical body and what do you think that that's indication of for those of you who know the book you can heal your life by louise hay which we're going to spend some time on after the power of now because that book healed me from Crohn's disease. If you know the book, You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay, you know that every expression of illness or disharmony in the body has an emotional and spiritual reason, right? Now, this is not what this episode is about, but what I'm trying to tell you for those of you who aren't in touch with your emotions, who can't say, well, hey, if I want to, if we're having a conversation about disidentifying with the mind and not identifying with the emotions, I don't know what I'm feeling. I don't know what I'm feeling. Well, first look at your body. What's manifesting in your physical form may be an indication. Secondly, the events that are happening in your life oftentimes are indicative of the energy that you're carrying around. Now, there's a really great quote in The Power of Now that I want to read to you because I thought this was fascinating for so many reasons. And I think a lot of this happens to do, I think about myself younger in life in the 2000s when it was very difficult to get work in entertainment because of having had been outed to my campus and being openly gay not by my choice uh, I carried around this energy this attitude this anger that no one was for me the system was broken I was disenfranchised and people did not approve of who I was and while there is from a collective consciousness there was agreement to that in the world that's 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 not a lie but the fact that I, I identified so fiercely with that, I do believe from a law of attraction standpoint, did actually magnetize and draw to me many more experiences of discrimination, of prejudice than I normally would have had I not been so strongly identified with that concept. Eckhart Tolle says in this, this is amazing, this is amazing. So listen to this. A strong unconscious emotional pattern may even manifest as an external event that appears to just happen to you. For example, I have observed that people who carry a lot of anger inside without being aware of it and without expressing it are more likely to be attacked verbally or even physically by other angry people and often for no apparent reason. They have a strong emanation of anger that certain people pick up subliminally and that triggers their, their own latent anger. So that's that's pretty that's pretty crazy. It's and it's true from a law of attraction standpoint. I think one of the things that I learned coming from a place where I do have some a, a profound list of experiences professionally and personally that were an experience of 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 being discriminated against as someone who was gay in the two thousands. I have to also stop 
and take personal responsibility, take spiritual accountability that I can't go through life saying I am a victim of this out and this happens outside of me and I and I am this non-equation, right? What I hold within me is attracting those things to me. The greater degree of anger that I am harboring, the greater degree of resentment, the stronger I believe that in this unjustness is to the degree I experience that unjustness. So that is something we can go into in another episode. So many wonderful tangents we could take this week. But what I'm trying to say to get back on track here is that if you're not aware of how you feel about things and your emotions, again, look inside your body, sort of, oftentimes these things manifest within our physical form. And secondly, what kind of events are, are, are seem to happen to you at random that, that may be, maybe from a law of attraction standpoint, a vibrational equivalent to what you're harboring emotionally. Bottom line is look inside your inner being, look inside your inner energy field of your body. And you can always just ask yourself, it's there right? Knowing what is in there emotionally um, is important. Emotions are our internal guidance system. They are the thing that allows us to pinpoint those thoughts that may be unconscious, the thoughts that we're not aware of. We don't understand what you know, maybe it's not even on our radar that we have unconscious thoughts about this or that and the other, but our emotions will never lie. Our emotions will always be so honest. And so sometimes if you think that there's a discrepancy between what you think and what you feel, the emotion is always going to be the correct thing. The emotion is always going to be the clarity. It's the answer, right? So here, so here is the part. So, so as we come to a close, here's the part that just clicked for me that when Eckhart Tolle was talking this week about the identification with the emotions, it was that whole paragraph. And let me see if I can find it real quick because it 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 made my meditation suddenly click in a way that it hasn't clicked in a little while. The more you identified with your thinking, your likes and dislikes, judgments and interpretations, which is to say the less present you are as the watching consciousness, the stronger the emotional energy charge will be, whether you are aware of it or not. The thing that just hit me was this, the egoic identification to my likes, to my dislikes, to my judgments, to my interpretation of things, right? So many of us, especially in society right now, when we are cattled, where we are literally herded into interpretations of events or opinions about these people or this. There is such a powerful, powerful global effort to categorize us, to herd us into particular sides of different things. And there is this energy of like egoic identification with our interpretation of things, an egoic identification with our likes, our dislikes, our opinions, our this, our that, and that. There is no way for us to reach the kind of oneness with spirit oneness with mind, oneness with joy, with bliss, that enlightenment that we're seeking, that you're wanting. There's no way for us to step into that glory and that experience while we are holding on to these egoic attachments. 
as long as we are holding on to these egoic attachments, we will never find a space where we are not separate. I, I, I want to leave you with this, which is, which is mind-blowing, okay? Reading from The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. All emotions are modifications of one primordial, undifferentiated emotion that has its origin in the loss of awareness of who you are beyond name and form. Okay, let's break that down. All emotion that we're experiencing really comes from one singular place emotion, one basic emotion, one primordial as he says, emotion. That emotion is the is has its origin. It's big, that emotion comes from a loss of awareness. Comes from let's say I'm going to say separation. Okay, separation from the oneness of spirit. Separation from who we are. Separation from beingness. Separation from the infinite intelligence. From that one mind that is breathing us as us through us all emotions come from the ones come from separation right if you believe that you are separate from this infinite intelligence would you not have fear if you believe that you are separate from the infinite flow of the universe would you not have anxiety would depression not set in would all these emotions that we deal with on a day-to-day basis not be there Of course they would, because when you believe that you are separate from an infinite source, then there is an egoic attachment to the story that you are without. That's that's where all this is coming from. And so this leads me to, you know, my favorite, my favorite phrase, okay? A drop in the ocean is not the whole of the ocean, but within it contains all the properties of the ocean. And so you are as God. Okay, hear me with your heart. Take your attention down to your heart because I need you to hear this. Because when you get this, things change. When you realize this, this is you, okay? A drop of the ocean may not be the whole of the ocean, but within it contains all the properties of the ocean. And so you are as God. You are not the whole of God, but within you contains all, all the properties of Godness, all of the divinity, all of the life, the light, the wisdom, the knowledge, all of the love, all of the bliss is within you. Infinite possibilities, infinite potentiality, infinite health, infinite wealth, infinite, all of it is there within you. It is inherently the core of who you are. You are not the whole of God, but within you contains all the properties of God. All the properties of God. And only in our separation of that can we experience fear, anxiety, depression, anger, jealousy, panic. It is within that separateness. So Eckhart Tolle is right that all the emotions that we experience really can be broken down to the one primordial motion of being separated from the God that you are. You want to get really familiar with that God. You want to know what it feels like. You want to sit in that presence, that beingness, and let it 
slowly become more and more of where you're living because it's blissful. It's heaven. Paradise is yours right here and right now the more that you are capable of doing that. That's why we meditate. That's why we're having this conversation about identification with the mind. That's why we're having this conversation about disidentifying with the motions. Okay, so what are you going to do this week? What are you going to do this week? Well, first of all, I'm really getting close. I really kind of want to do a 30-day meditation challenge because I think that it would really drive home the importance of putting this in your daily spiritual practice, right? And I know some of you are doing it and that's great. Some of you need to do it more. More of you need to do it. The more that we can sit in that oneness, not separatedness, of that infinite intelligence that decided to express itself as you, <laughs> the beautiful you that you are, that's where we need to be coming from. So think about that. Ask yourself, are you willing to do that? Are you willing to bring that into your daily lifestyle? That would be really fantastic. I don't care if you are a religious person going to the Baptist church or the Mormon church or the Pentecostal church or Agape Spiritual Center in Los Angeles, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, meditation will be 100% the most quality addition to your life because you will cultivate your freedom from the monkey mind and your freedom from identity with your emotions. So this week, think about that and also think, just like we've been talking about our mind, our monkey mind, become the observer of your emotions this week. Become the watcher of the emotions this week. Instead of identifying with all the emotions that come up, look at them. Just look at them. Observe them. Watch them. Allow them to ride their wave instead of allowing the vicious cycle of identifying with emotion, then which feeds the mental momentum, which feeds the biochemical momentum, which feeds the mental momentum, and then you're screwed. <laughs> Just stop. Observe them. Don't identify with them. Don't judge them. Don't judge yourself. No need to. Just be aware. And in that awareness, the space between the thoughts, the space between the feeling, that little gateway that allows you to step in and start knowing what it feels like to be in your oneness will emerge. I hope this is helpful for you. Again, you are beautiful as you are, right where you are, uh, no judgments, nothing to prove. You're only learning how to be true to your journey and true to who you are and have compassion for yourself. Uh, be patient. It is a process, but it is a joyous one, and it is one definitely worth your your investment. Uh, have a great week. Please leave, if you haven't left a review on Imagine Paradise podcast, please do so. It does move it up in rankings. It does make a difference. And my mission with this podcast, and I always keep coming back to reminding it, is just to provide something that makes a difference in your spiritual and emotional and mental health. And uh, if it's doing that for you, I'd love to hear about it in the um, in the review section, in the um, review section of your podcast platform. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week.